0: And one of the traditions, going back to the Middle Ages, was a tradition of what they called the Dumb Supper. It's a wild name. (laughs) And in the Dumb Supper, food was consumed by celebrants, but only after inviting ancestors to join in, giving the families a chance to interact with the spirits until they left following dinner. Children would play games to entertain the dead, while adults would update the dead on the past year's news.
1: And the dumb supper? The dumb that was the dumb. I've dumbest. had some of those. I've the had the dumbest, dumbest supper. <laughs> Why did we do that? That was so dumb. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 239 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint or whatever happens to be in your glass, maybe a fine wine, a uh, single malt scotch, your call. And on today's episode, the Reverend Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burkhoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew might be in
2: one of these Pub Theology Pint glasses. If you're watching our, our live Facebook recording feed, uh, you'll see what they look like. You can get one of these by becoming a patron. Visit patreon.com ptlive starting at $7 a month. You can get even more content uh, our before and after the show banter where we tend to get a little more personal. Um, and the post show may be a little more loopy as well so all, all all good stuff uh always thank you to our current patrons and again you can sign up at patreon.com ptlive pt
1: more content we barely wanted this content
2: anyway <laughs> facts
1: we'll be discussing whether god has a plan um redefining neighbor and getting getting to a Persecution complex. Sorry, my eyes went crazy and I was like, a percussion complex? A persecution complex. That's much different than the, the rummy tum-tums of the uh, yeah. percussion
2: complex. And we can, we can debate the desirability. Although desire- I've
1: known some percussionists and they certainly have a complex. Right?
2: So I, was, I was about to say, we can debate the <laughs> desirability and acceptance of either one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I'm going to make my font a little bigger on this. But, <laughs> nonetheless, what are we drinking there, friends?
2: Uh <sighs> Uh, we're getting on to Halloween, so I'm I'm going chocolatey. This is a yingling Hershey's chocolate porter.
1: Nice. Talk
2: about uh, mixing, mixing messages there. So we'll see how this turns out. And what I noticed is that there is no uh, ABV on this.
1: Mm. Isn't that
2: required? Don't you have to put that on the bottle
1: somewhere? Wow. somewhere? Maybe it was on the box and wasn't on the... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's huh? required.
2: I don't know either, but Hershey's chocolate Porter by Yingling.
1: Mm. Brian, what are you drinking today?
0: I am drinking uh, a My Kiss IPA by BlackRocks Brewing up in Marquette, Michigan. They are up in the Upper Peninsula. And this one is a well-hopped, bright, bold, succulent American IPA. And the little tagline on the front is, we love beer, you love beer, let's get together. Oh, so there you go. Sweet. You said
2: that, and Brett Kavanaugh jumped to mine. I love beer. I, love beer. I, still, <laughs> love, I still love beer.
0: Oh, don't ruin I'm the Sorry. Edition. Sorry. I didn't want to ruin it. This is a really good beer, so I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> well, what you got, Shannon?
1: I, I went to go find my fall beers, and they didn't have any of the pumpkin beers. I feel like I'm a month behind on my fall beers because. I usually drink this beer in September, but um, I am drinking it today. This is the Foxy IPA from Union Brewing, oh, um, yeah. and it used to have this great description on it that it no longer does, so I can't read it to you. But go back into previous episodes where I've drank this beer and it had a great description. Well, but and frankly,
0: every season is IPA season, as far as I'm concerned, Shannon. This, <laughs> this is
1: forward. a different kind of IPA. It's not like I'm not usually an IPA drinker, but this one is, is dark and Oh, Delicious. oh! Yeah, yours is
0: darker than mine. You can see yeah. my uh, bright orange. Yours is a deeper tone.
1: Yeah, we're we're trading the colors today.
0: I'm I'm the darkest on the show.
1: That's true.
2: I take take that take that how you will.
0: Hey. <laughs> that that is that good chocolate porter.
2: It is very tasty. There's absolutely no distinctively difference between this and any other chocolate porter not made with Hershey's chocolate. Although I am I am getting actually a little bit of a. A sweeter, I think, a sweeter aftertaste. So they made just a put more sugar in it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's tasty though. I like it. And and in good porter form, I, I let it warm up a little bit. Yeah, I'm out, of,
0: out of the fridge. Got to got to drink porters warm. Well done. On to today's topics. Well, in less than a week, it is Halloween, and wondering what was your favorite Halloween candy as a kid. And what is your favorite today? Didn't celebrate Halloween as a kid because a Barbados, b
2: evangelical. Um, now, I bought it's props. The devil's
1: holiday. It's a devil's holiday.
2: My props. Skittles. Skittles. Mm. Still, still, still my favorite. Even though, even though you heard about the guy, I think he's suing uh, the company. Was it uh, Mars or whoever makes Skittles? because of the, the fun ingredient in here that um, that you find in paint or something. One of these ingredients you find in paint. Titanium dioxide, dioxide, there you go. You find in paint, and like white out. So he's like, and in some European countries, Skittles have either been banned
0: or they have to be there without that titanium dioxide. I was gonna it. say, Europe doesn't tolerate that, but in America, no. we prefer, Bright colors yeah. of health.
2: Yeah. What what don't kill you right away? But just kills you slowly. We'll, don't we'll kill you right away. On. Yeah. And I bought this mega pack. I bought this mega pack when I went to see a uh, Black Adam over oh. over the over the weekend. Yeah. And Excellent. I was walking into theater, it was early and I was like, all right, I don't want to do the thousand calorie bucket of popcorn. No, that's the
0: best
2: and, and Skittles Thanks. are it it is. Uh but I was having a good I was having a good workout day. So I just need a little some sweet. Yeah. To, to munch on but so so i went the into the cvs bag. i went into the cvs next door this whole thing was six dollars okay in Jeez. the movies six dollars you get like a third of this so i was like nope we stinking we stinking the skittles
0: egg well done yeah so when you trick or treat you get like the mini pack but that that's yeah. the mega pack you got now this, this is this is the mega mega pack Nice. Yeah, we With,
1: buy ones that are, they say sharing size, and we're like agree to disagree, Skittles. Right.
0: And <laughs> right.
1: And the sharing size. That's like but,
0: the fun size when it's the smallest yeah. possible size. What's like, that was not it? fun. I That's want not more. Fun anymore.
1: I need more fun. What
0: about you, Shannon? Favorite Halloween candy then and now?
1: Um, When I was little, so my stepfather loved Snickers. But so when I got them for Halloween, like, because they were always like his candy. So getting through the bag and like eating all the Snickers because they were like, no, they're my Snickers. You know, anyway, that was weird. Um, This I will, I will cut a kid for some milk duds. I will, I will totally do it. I like literally mommy tax through their bag. If a, if a house has milk duds. So why I don't just go out and buy myself on Halloween, like a box of milk duds for a dollar and say, this is yours. You don't have to take your kid's candy. But there's something about that magic little two-pack. Yes, box. I was going to say
0: it's more satisfying to get it's, that little treasure-sized thing, you know? Yeah, that
1: little, because they come in a little two-pack and every once in a while you get a three. Yes. Oh, it's yes. magic. magic and, I
2: thought I thought the satisfaction was derived from taking stuff from your kids. Like they know, they know, takes, they they know now. They take so much from us over the years.
1: They know, they totally payback. hand me the milk duds. They're like, yeah, we know this is yours. Here you go.
0: You know. Oh, that's a good setup. I don't think yeah. it works that way in my house, but
1: if they liked him more, maybe not. But you know,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. you don't want to give away iPhones. so you know, you you have this. You have this.
1: But I have the newest version of the iPhone in my house, so that's the way it works. Exactly. <laughs> wow.
2: Exactly. Uh, that, my friends, is it not even just a callback, a holla back?
1: Because that's right.
2: so, so far back. I don't that know hurts. Far back that goes.
1: That kid's in college now, <laughs>
2: and he still has the better phone.
1: Right? He still has the. <laughs> Oh I Brian what about you what's the what's the current and former candy yeah
0: I think um I think when I was a kid I liked sweet tarts the best um and now I think it's a tie between your beloved milk duds and dots which also come in a small box and there's two or three colored dots Those so it's like gummy gumdrops. yeah you can things.
1: have all my dots <laughs>
0: Those things rot your mouth out, but I kind of like them.
1: So the the Harborough um, gummy bears are also big in our house. But like, and this, is, this just goes to show you, like my son and I both love them. And like, I will not take his gummy bears because like that just would hurt his heart. So it's not yeah. like I'm a monster. Like they don't love the milk duds. That's why I take them all.
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you. There you go. There yeah, you there. can have all my dots have you bought have you bought halloween candy to hand out yet
1: so i have um i bought halloween like snack size pretzels and cheese balls for our kids lunches yeah but whatever is left will go into the halloween bucket yeah um with and then I also have from church bought what I did care packages for our college kids. And there was like, um, I forget what candy one of the college kids got. And I could only buy it in the like multi-pack yeah. uh, with uh, like several other candies. So, oh, it was like sour, whatever, sour patch kids or something. But like, oh. anyway, <clears throat> I, I could only buy tree them.
0: by your house.
1: Well, I could buy like the six pound bag, but I couldn't find just like a small bag of just individually wrapped ones. I see, I see, I see. So I bought this multi-pack. So like I took all of the ones, the candy that she liked out of it. And so I have all this other candy. So like technically I was like, oh, I'll just use that for Halloween. So technically I bought it, but like, no, this weekend would be my time to like.
2: How are pretzels gonna go over? Like I got a feeling like if I'm a kid (laughs) and I roll up to your house and I get pretzels, I'm not sure I'm gonna feel about that.
1: So here's the deal. I have been told by my children and my children's friends mm-hmm. that not everybody like that some people are savory people. Ooh. And that they want that they love it when so like years past we've taken I feel a- that's an adult thing. I don't know what
2: kids. <laughs> no, no no,
1: so we've taken this big group of kids trick or treating and they're like there's only so much we can candy we can eat and then we like want a salty thing. And so they're like, okay. yes, pretzels, like, yes, cheese balls. Like, they get excited because okay. they can mix and match the sweet the, and salty. The,
2: the more you know. They're no more case.
1: sophisticated kids than we were. Like, they just <laughs> are. <Clearly. laughs>
0: <Clearly. laughs> <laughs> I, I think if my kids got pretzels in the bag, they'd like, here, dad. Yeah, well, they that, definitely the they know. definitely
1: go in their lunchbox right they definitely yeah. like go in the like here you can have this for lunch but, but you do
0: need you need some balance i mean if it's yeah, straight candy you can kind of get get yourself sick
1: yeah i mean i put them all in a bowl the kids get to pick it out like i don't do the hand they they pick what they want out of the bowl oh, so there you some go. of them pick it so that's their go. choice
0: absolutely absolutely speaking of choice does God have a plan for creation? This is a question uh, by Reverend Dr. Stephen Ray, a theologian, former uh, president of Chicago Theological Seminary. So he My mentor. It, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fantastic. I love so him so much. He phrases it this way. Is it theologically necessary to hold that God has a plan for creation, or might it be that God has a desired telos, or which means end goal, And then he asks this in more of a parental setting. When a child is born, do most parents have a plan for their child's life? Some do. Or maybe simply a desire for fulfillment. In other words, that that child finds their path, but are fulfilled, whatever that path is. So what do you think? Does God have a plan for creation? Some parents are
2: like, my child will be fulfilled when they follow my plan for their (laughs) (laughs) life.
1: Seriously.
2: (laughs) Uh no no I do not believe it's theological necessary I don't believe God has a plan mm. uh, you you know you know where it's stands on my view of God uh so so God 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 is presence not not anything just thinking God as creation not the creator uh no there's 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 no plan um, there's, there's no, no plan there's Ooh. no plan there's Man. no God's will um, as the embodiment of the divine God's will is my will. And vice versa. So no,
0: there's 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 no plan. It's like it's like any, you know, any movie scene where they're getting some tight spot or they're in a rescue mission and they're like, So what's the plan?
2: 15 seconds, McGrover.
0: There is no plan. Exactly. There's no, no plan. Not, we're here there's on Earth and there's no plan.
2: There's no plan. There's no plan. We we want a plan because a plan helps us. Uh, you know feel safe help us yes. or or feel yes. like feel like this is going somewhere there's there's a purpose you know so I think I think the plan idea is for our own
0: uh comfort but yeah, no plan that's where he's standing no plan no plan what what do you think Shannon
1: yeah i I when he he um Dr Turay put this out there on Facebook and I shared it with you all as something for us to discuss because I just found the idea the, his transition into um the per, parental question mm. of you know i don't have a plan for that child's life but i do have intentions for that child right i do have desires for that child and so it i i part of what was interesting to me is you know it he presents it as an either or and I'm like, I saw like, what if the plan is that there's a desired end goal, but how that plan is achieved is really messy and murky. I mean, so this to me goes to that, you know, quote about the, the moral arc of, you know, and, and this question that um there will be not so much an apocalypse but like there will be some sort of harmony created Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i i I really liked the idea of viewing it less as even god's desire or god's plan but more of a um uh, no desire is the word i want to use like more of a desire for us and less of there being an end goal or a plan for creation so like i want to reject both of the ends of his you know either or but i kind of want to say but that doesn't mean there's I, I wouldn't go so far to say there's nothingness from god in the midst of that
0: yeah so i hear you i hear you so you're saying it's not necessarily that it's that there's an end point where everything wraps up or or equals utopia necessarily um and there's also not a step-by-step you know pre-made plan of how we get there It's more, hey, these are the intentions and um, longings I have for each creature I've made for the the creation as a whole. And
1: so we as we as human parents who are super messed up, right? Like we say, what? right, super messed up. (laughs) Own it, man. Own it.
2: We don't know what the hell we're doing.
0: There's
1: no plan. Ten seconds, McGrover. There's no plan. But there's also this like, I just want my kids. You know, I want my kids to be good human beings. Like we're ra- we're raising healthy and compassionate kids. Well, what is healthy for my child may not be my view of health for that child, right? So, no matter what
2: we do, they're going to turn out how they turn out, well, the kids. Well, no, seriously, no matter there, what we do, are, for the most part, they're going to turn out how they turn out. I was the to say, there are some the things
1: I can do to turn out them <laughs> differently, you know. <laughs> I could have been a little different if things had gone a little differently in my life, you know. Like, um, let's not, you know. Yeah. But there's, but there's this idea. So I, I once had a friend whose mother, you know, just was constantly kind of pushing against her life, and she finally was like, "Mom, what did you always tell us you wanted for us as children?" And she said, "You know, I always, I always wanted you to be." And you know, she said this thing that she'd always said to them growing up, like. I want you to be independent and successful and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, right. And we are. And you're the one that can't handle that. Right. Like you raised us to not need you anymore to be independent, to be yep. successful. And now you're struggling against the very thing that you raised us to be. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, it's like when I said to Joy, I'm thinking of relocating to Barbados, but I wanted to do it after you graduate and get a little settled. And Joy said, "Your being here is doing nothing for me. Go." <laughs> and she didn't mean it really in a mean way. No, but it it, it sure as hell felt that way and when you, it first came out. I was like, I was like, "Oh, yeah.
0: god damn girl!" A arrow to the heart, right there. Right.
2: But to Shannon's point, to Shannon's point, you know, a minute later, I was like. She's only saying this because she is so secure with who yeah, she because is.
0: Because you've done a good job.
2: Because of what I've done. So I was all along aiming for this.
1: No, right. Ogden didn't do anything. Joy was always going to be that way, Brian. Oh, you're Ogun right. Did crap. No matter
2: what he does. No
1: matter what he did, Joy was going to be this. Listen, funeral.
2: it could have gone the other way. The jury's still out. She's only 22. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The jury's still out. You know what I don't appreciate about this question, though? The thing I don't appreciate is he sets up as almost the the understanding that God is parent because he uses that parent uh, comparison and metaphor and and sure and and that's not a
0: framework that. that's not a framework that you relate to. Or... Well, I think it's
2: a it's a framework that that continues to indulge the idea that uh, of God is an anthropomorphic idea. And not only that, but a parental idea, a parental figure, that you know, and all that does is stir up parent issues in people. And this idea of, you know, dad, and
1: you know, sure. so
0: sure,
2: so this is that's my issue with the with the, with using the 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 comparison of of parents.
0: Yeah, but and, I mean, at the same time, we are we are human beings who have you know, a limited window of ways to think about things. And so it's, you know, he, it, it's a popular analogy to think of the divine in that sort of um, parental. It form. is a popular it's analogy. Fraught, it's I, fraught with problems. That doesn't mean it has zero merit though. I, th- I think.
1: I was going to say that if he had just asked the first question, is it theologically necessary to hold that God has a plan for creation? Mm-hmm. Or might it be? That God has a desired end goal, right? A, a yeah. desired telos. If he had just asked that, I would have gone very heady, very right. Like I'm gonna go to my theological understanding and stance. So I will just say for me personally, part of what I what I found so interesting about the way he posed this is that second sentence of when he went to the comparison. Of the parent that got me out of my head and more into my body, into my heart to say, Oh, you know, which my theological answer probably would have touched on, but mm-hmm. it for me it provides a more well-rounded understanding of what of what he's getting at. Um, I understand what you're saying. I'm still also,
2: working through my mother issues because that's
1: that. <laughs> I mean,
2: when, when we went, when we went to the parent comparison, I was
1: like, mm,
2: yeah, well, you
1: know. and, and I, I've, I've really untangled. This isn't my parent he's talking about. This is, and I, I say this in my head, there's really not language for it, but this is the idealized parent, the best parent, the, the most pure of parenthood is what I read when I read a question that compares God to parental A parental figure.
0: Yeah, I probably would say the same, but I'll also acknowledge that that's a very fortunate view that I have, and that I have, yeah, have a good relationship with my parents. All things considered. Oh, I don't.
1: That's not why I do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You do it to save sanity and to. uh,
1: Well, (laughs) but it's this. It's a similar like. It's not because I have an example of it. It's because I didn't have an example of it. Sure. That. You can, mm-hmm. you can understand this idealized view of, in fact, I actually think your way is a little, a little dangerous, to be honest, right? Because then we can start to see parents, people who have good relationships with their parents, and sometimes idealize them as God, mm-hmm. because, and then yeah. they become perfect. I'm not doing and that. And then they become, I have no reason, right? I, I'm not saying you're doing it, Brian, but I mean, your kids <laughs> are, certainly are aren't you? doing it. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
0: oh man this guy gives life
1: <laughs> this guy gives the me the best to iphone the library and checks them out books and, <laughs> oh my god
0: love it
2: love it I'm here for this <laughs> oh my gosh
1: <laughs> anyway. but
0: I mean it, it is sort of a, a central honestly a central theological concern is not the right way I'm saying it but I think people often you know you come to church or you you know you one of the things it feels like you get most comfort from is that God made all this and there's an ultimate plan and your life has meaning and this isn't all random. And so there is structure, yeah. there is purpose, there is meaning we're not just floating in space on this rock randomly and hope we don't crash soon. But but, I- but, but random doesn't mean no meaning, right? You've set up this false
2: this false dichotomy, this binary, it can be random and you still give it
0: meaning. Yeah, but that's human meaning, which is always people want divine meaning that supersedes the father life. and I, I, I are can one. Have a perspective we, on this is interesting, but if we all die in a flaming mess next week because there's a rock that chips off Mars, like that, there's no meaning at that point. It's over. So again, the
2: father and I are one, right? Are we not divine? Right? Do we is 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 our meaning not also intrinsically a divine meaning as well? Well, that's I, I that's mean, where I, that's where I, I stand with. And so I don't me, and I don't mean the superficial like you know no, I need no. a new car or iPhone like that. I mean no. back back to, to to you know and maybe this is where the parent metaphor works. That desire for my child's fulfillment and wholesomeness and their yes. their ability to 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 just be it peace and you know find love or find whatever it is that they're they're seeking like you know that's there, there's meaning in that there's meaning in every each in, in in each of those parameters and to hold that for kids abs, absolutely so so but that can also coincide with the randomness of you know the meteor hidden us will be going a fireball by the way NASA figured out how to shift the direction of uh, meteors did you not
0: see this so i'm not worried yeah, about yeah, the, yeah. the no, meteor thing know. anymore So here's NASA is our, is our parent in that sense.
1: Here's why, no, here's why I liked this question and I wanted us to discuss it because everything like this was such a helpful reframing, even in just the question asking of the difference between God, having a plan and God, having a desire, Hmm. like the difference for me or us having us, like I need to fulfill God's plan right, in all of our bad theology versus, like, I need to live into God's desire for creation. Like, that's, it's a, it's a mental shift that creates a spiritual shift in, in me.
2: And, and, and it, it even fits, even fits my theology, right, because, because being the fullness of the divine that we can be, right, is, is fulfillment, that is a desire for fulfillment. That is that even that even leads into the next question. Russian is the next question, but about being about being a neighbor and welcoming and, and mm-hmm. looking out for each other. So so from from that perspective, you know, yes, I I can I can see that I can see it working there. Um, I, uh, but to your point, Shannon, about the heading is I always get caught up in the in the head spiral when when God is prefaced as person, as parent, yeah, as sure. You know, yep. as uh, this 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 plan, this you know predestined plan that we gotta sure. adhere to, that sort of thing. And and there's and, and I think the question is really here's where I do have support for the question. The question is inviting us to take a look at that, right? right? And then yep. and then look at our it's lives.
1: In, it's inviting us to stop being passive. Yes. And start engaging.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: why I liked it. Right and
2: deconstructing too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Ogan was hinting at it, so I have a quote here from Rabbi Joachim Prinz who says, "Neighbor is not a geographic term; it is a moral concept." Agreed. So, what, so yeah. So what's what's he getting <laughs> at there? And and uh, is is yes. Let's move on. <laughs> seems
1: pretty
0: self-explanatory yes yes it is but what are the what are the implications of that though because i think humans over the course of our history including till today we can be very provincial people right and so oh, we well, this think is... of neighbor as right. either a literal neighbor or someone like us whether that's a same you know a citizen of the same country person of the same religion etc like how do we well i think this i think this quote attacks tribalism. Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. it's 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 you know, Jesus said love your neighbors you love yourself, which is always for me primarily an invitation about looking at how you love yourself. But it's that whole good samaritan parable was about we 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 help those who are in need. We and and we don't Go through the checklist of: Is this person related to me? Do they believe the same as I do politically? Yada yada yada. From the same country, whatever. We chuck all of that, and if there's someone in need or someone that we can give something to to make their lives a bit better, we do that. And and that is a moral imperative. Tribalism is the opposite of that, right? It's like, and tribalism shows up in politics and religion even a family. It's like I'm only going to look out and help for the people who believe the same things I do. So so yeah, tribalism is more geographic, more intellectual. Um neighbors neighbors that moral imperative to look out for each other.
1: So I'm going to quote the great theologian um the Reverend Fred Rogers who yes. you know, asks the question of who our neighbor is, right? And who's whose ministry was through this great thing called television and I can reach all of these children far and wide and you're all my neighbors right and 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 inviting them into my life and my world I mean that was a new thing this is right 50 60 70 years old is that we can do that we can invite and have conversation, even if it's one-sided conversation with people who are not in our immediate vicinity. So, you know, I think scripturally the term neighbor is it is not a geographical term, right? It includes the immigrants, the widows, the orphans, right? It includes myself, Jesus says, right? Your neighbor as yourself. Like uh, it includes all of these things. And yet, what I don't want to lose in all of this is the people that are put in our presence and that there we have a responsibility for the Im, uh, for the impact that we have to the people that are put in our presence whether that's on zoom whether that's you know face to face whether that's my next door neighbor like whatever it is um so it's both and that we haven't lost the the fact that there is a community that is within our, our grasp and our realm.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's put very well. And I think sometimes it can be easier to love sort of a, a theoretical or more distant neighbor, quote unquote, who's not uh-huh. like me, but they're distant than the actual physical neighbor, you know, down my streets or in my community that I come up against, you know, who's regularly. Got the, uh, who's got the Trump sign up in the yard. Yeah, right. Yes. It's harder to love the flesh and blood person who is more in my face than someone, you know, out there. And that's sometimes where the rubber has hit the road. Like you gotta, you gotta be willing to cross, cross those boundaries and do it in real life with people that you maybe would prefer not to be your neighbor. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, no. And, and So as much as we talk about this in theory, I want us to make sure that we continue to talk about it in practicality as well, you know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we solved that, neighbor. (laughs) All right. So I'm interested in what you guys think of this one. So Luke 6.22, Jesus, uh, Sermon on the mound, Sermon on the Plain. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. So I want us to discuss how this idea of being persecuted can be easily misused.
2: Well, for me, if you're not pissing people off, you're not doing it right. So,
0: you know. Well, but see, sometimes people really aren't doing it right. And they think I am doing it right because look how persecuted I am. Oh, right well so this comes down to the definition of persecution
2: <laughs> right because some people feel they're being persecuted when they really aren't right okay how many how many how many christians in our world today feel they're being persecuted because we want to pass laws that support you know trans people that we want to pass laws that support anybody in the lgbtq spectrum like we want to We want to uh, pass laws that make it safe for people and they feel this is Christian persecution. No one's persecuting you. No one's telling you, you can't observe your beliefs or your practices because we allow other people to, you know, be safe and protected. So, so people define persecution a
0: lot differently. Yes, And that happened that precise thing happened in our town a couple of years ago here in, in Holland, Michigan. Where we were working hard, many of us to pass a non-discrimination ordinance that expanded the current one right. to include the LGBTQ plus community as well as people uh with varying abilities. And um, and literally Christians opposed to it said, This is this is persecuting <laughs> me, this is keeping me from practicing my beliefs, etc. And that was their yeah. argument. I'm being persecuted yeah. here. I, 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 exactly when, when they are
2: in the privilege in the majority i mean and and no one's telling them you can't do your thing <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, so. I, well the concern was like around hiring and things like that like well, i can't run my business as i want to like if i want to feel free not to hire someone because of their sexual orientation and that's my religious prerogative now there's a law that makes me oh makes I'm I'm, I'm
2: sorry we not we not allowing you to discriminate anymore <laughs> right Sorry apologies
0: <laughs> I know but it, literally I was at the city council meeting when those things were brought up sure oh I, I I understand so
1: I I think that one of the keys to this text is the because of right. So blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and when they insult you and reject your name as evil. Most people stop there. Like, right. So if I'm doing all these things to get people to hate me, if I'm a terrible person, right. If I like, like then people stop and go, no, Jesus was there for me. Okay. Jesus didn't say I'm giving you permission to run around being an asshole. Like if you are following in the ways of love and there are people who cannot handle that, who I, so I, the image that I use for a text like this is the image of Jesus exercising demons, right? And the demons, the more, the closer Jesus gets, the more they rile, the more, like the the more struggle there is. And so, like, this is that same idea of, like, if you are following in the ways of Jesus, and there are people that cannot handle this, so they're misbehaving because of it, then, like, blessed are you. Not, It's not just like, oh, somebody doesn't like you, you know?
0: I agree with you, but I think it has to do with how you define Jesus or the son of man. And so these people in my example will say, I'm being persecuted because I'm following Jesus. And Jesus believed marriage was one man and one woman. And you are persecuting me because I'm following Jesus.
1: I'm sorry. Where did Jesus say that? I was like, yeah,
0: did you know? (laughs) Well, he- Listen, listen. Do we want to talk
1: about biblical marriage? (laughs) Because I'm not for it. (laughs) And
2: I'm not taking marriage advice from a single bachelor. Okay? (laughs) Like- you want to give me marriage advice? You need to have been in the trenches yourself. Yeah, That's what I'm saying with that. Paul's don't
1: go. have children and don't get married. I'm yeah. like, screw you, yeah. Paul. You know, exactly. you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And exactly. What, you, were,
2: you were a childless nomad. You can do whatever the hell you want, whatever the hell exactly. you wanted to do. You got sure. no grounds. It's like the affairs.
1: therapist that once told me, like I was giving an example of church, you know, an issue and whatever. And she goes, why do you let them treat you that way? And I'm like, oh, we're done. You don't <laughs> like, you know, get it. I, like, it's not let, there's no let here. Right. There's no like, okay, seriously, back up. Yeah. But I just, I, I I understand what you're asking, Brian. I also, Jesus laid out uh, nine previous Beatitudes, if you will, before he gets to this yeah. one. Sure. You know, that there are, there is a pattern being set up on the people that he is talking about you this is the last one, right? You know? Well, yeah. This Make is sure the... you
0: are following the first eight before you.
1: Right. Like are you
0: following the first eight people go and be pissed at you?
1: <laughs> and, and, right. Yeah. So, and so he's also yeah. setting it's up. Thing. Hey, I'm going to die. Right. Like he's also setting that up. And that's where we also have to be careful is because mm. like these people, the people that you're describing, they have a martyrdom complex. Right? right not just a persecution yes. complex they are martyrs of their faith right and like we don't have there I mean, China may have a couple a year right of martyrs of the faith but there are not that many in <laughs> there most really of us not
0: are many. not worried about capital punishment because of our religious
1: and I mean truly because of our religious beliefs right like truly yeah.
0: In a, in the Constitution I believe
1: I believe it is' I think Same. So. I mean,
0: that's why that's what's wrong with America
2: well you know and again here to your i've been going in going holland to too this, long it's, it's like you, you sure you have, have. It. you you have it. <laughs> you need to come back to dc uh but again again people are using that misinterpreting that constitutional right to say mm-hmm. it gives me the right to discriminate religious freedom is becoming synonymous with oh, discrimination yeah. not right. i can practice my religion How I how how it is how it is written privately, personally is my personal experience. Um, It doesn't mean I discriminate against others, and 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 that's the you know that's that's the road we're headed now, and that's the road the Supreme Court currently is defending, and it is a very dangerous uh, precedent, and it's literally hurting people and costing lives. To be honest, Uh, so
1: and this adds to something that. I've been thinking about a lot recently is we don't in, in the more progressive lines of, of theology, we don't talk enough about false prophets, right? We don't talk enough about the, the Mm -hmm. people that are coming along saying in the name of Jesus and waving those banners. And, and we have language for that, right? The language is that is a false prophet. They are not, you know i mean they're the ones actually it's ironic right that have on their church signs we preach the bible and i'm going right yeah uh and jesus
0: says many will come in my name and that doesn't mean they're on the right track
1: yeah and, and well and and this is what all the letters and Um, read, go read through the letters of scripture. This is the beware of the false prophets who are telling you these things, you know, and we don't, we don't actually use that language enough to say if it is, it is false prophecy to come along and say, you're discriminating against me because you want to include people <laughs> like you so, want to sit there so, and say so the yeah. if,
2: but the issue so the issue with using that language then is that and sometimes it gets us nowhere because they're calling us false prophets we're calling them false prophets right,
1: right. so this is where <laughs> i don't know. want to get into calling you a false prophet right. what i want to get into is that is a false prophecy right so okay. so um prosperity gospel is false prophecy yes. right it is it is anti um the teachings of Jesus, in my opinion, right? I agree, so I I, I actually want to step away from calling someone now. I'll well, you know what? I'll call Joel Osteen a false prophet all day. <laughs> like I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. That so, that pastor wh- who wanted their fourth private jet, I'll call him a false prophet.
0: Craf- Dollar.
2: Yeah. yeah okay, l- looking at you, Creflo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Shannon, you prophet. noted that those um false prophecy lines come out in the in the epistles or the letters uh of the Christian scriptures more than elsewhere. Can you sometimes apply that to the author of said letter when they say things like women should be silent in the church? Like, oh, Paul, you're a false prophet here.
1: I don't disagree with. I agree that that is a false prophecy. I agree that fa- Paul was a flawed human being.
0: That's a better and, way to put it. Yes,
1: you know, right? That we don't have to. That, we don't
0: have to write off everything he said to disagree with some of it.
1: Mm-mm. His some of my favorite scripture is from Paul. I mean, right. some of the things right. that I think is the most beautiful poetry written in scripture is from Paul. But that doesn't we, mean that everything is right. And we
2: have we have to remember that authors of the scriptures didn't often write outside of their cultural norms
1: exactly we, we
2: have to put, yeah, right. yes, put this are, stuff in the context They, yes, they are. it's an excuse it doesn't excuse them because you know misogyny is misogyny in any year however the so,
0: holy spirit would inspire them beyond their cultural context so
1: here's uh, I, I actually want to add to that because here's the a bird moment. man you mean <laughs> i had to in my in my first call it was several years in i had to actually sit down with a man who was in our congregation oh dear who was on the spectrum and who was giving um very graphic information um during the prayers of the people about a medical oh. condition right um that was on a part of the body that was you know listen it was awkward for everyone yep and in that conversation i had to sit down with a person who needed to be just socially told what is appropriate and what is not appropriate to say in a, in a church in a room full of people. And I struggled theologically with the idea that I was telling someone that they couldn't lift up whatever was on their heart in the way that they wanted to, right? I wasn't saying you can't ask for prayers. I was right. saying, like, hey, we don't need to know all the details of the hemorrhoids. Like, right? Like yes. this is, and so if you had- I went, I went a lot recorded, worse than
2: hemorrhoids. <laughs>
1: oh, no, no, no. These are hemorrhoids. But like, it was graphic, okay? It was graphic. And, and I needed to, if you had tape recorded that conversation and written it down and put it in a book, you would say she goes around telling people what they can and cannot pray about, right? right? So to me- that is a snapshot into one thing that Paul needed to say. And all the while in that same letter, he's praising the women of the church for keeping it going in his absence. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's, what's the context here? How do we, and if we reject all of it, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah. But if we also don't question any of it, we're doing ourselves a disservice. So that's, I'm stepping off that soapbox now. <laughs> oh good That's, that's end it the lesson <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
2: sorry that was
1: i just i needed to address
0: that let's let's it let's for critical thinking <laughs> no, good. i'm gonna
1: be leaving the pulpit soon i gotta get all this out. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, right.
0: that's right all right well it is um the days leading up to halloween end of october here and so a little background to uh To Halloween, Uh, Samhain is a pagan religious festival originating from an ancient Celtic spiritual tradition, and in modern times, Samhain is usually celebrated from October 31 to November 1 to welcome in the harvest and usher in the dark half of the year. Celebrants believe that the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world break down during Samhain, allowing more interactions between humans and denizens of the other world. And one of the traditions going back to the Middle Ages was a tradition of what they called the Dumb Supper. It's a wild name. <laughs> and the Dumb Supper? The dumb.
1: That was the I've dumbest, had some of those. I've the had the Dumbest, dumbest Supper. supper. <laughs> <laughs> Why did in, we do that? That was so dumb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway.
0: And in the Dumb Supper, food was consumed by celebrants, but only after inviting ancestors to join in, giving the families a chance to interact with the spirits until they left following dinner. Wonder how you knew when that was. Children would play games to entertain the dead, while adults would update the dead on the past year's news. And that night, doors and windows would be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left for them. So maybe this is early trick or treating. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, as Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities, church leaders attempted to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration. And so, at the ninth century, Pope Gregory instituted All Saints' Day on november 1 and so then october 31 our halloween became known as all hallows eve which is where we come up with halloween yeah but it ended up containing a lot of the original pagan practices or vestiges of that pagan practice of Samhain. um so, so i thought well, could the- we discuss the, the the christian practice of co-opting pagan festivals which is not uncommon but in my mind like Halloween has still won out. Way over, it's way more in the cultural consciousness than All Saints Day.
2: I'm a, I'm a fan of work smarter, not harder. So good for them.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's just it's good conquering, right? It's good conquering to mm-hmm. in saying, the. I mean, that's just good colonialism, right there. Exactly. Like, you are, you
2: are, you are, you are taking over. Not just the place, but the culture. Like the when you culture. take the culture, I mean, you you take it all.
1: That is best practices conquering, right exactly.
2: there. Exactly. Yeah. And 100%. to Brian's point, and to Brian's point, though, you never take it all. You never take it all. <laughs> gotta right? no, this,
1: no, 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 th- because that would be saying that your culture is superior to what we have.
2: Ex- exactly, exactly. No, so, yeah, that's no,
1: that.
0: So, so here we are in Halloween. This is,
1: is called sarcasm, friends. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> don't misquote us on this one. <laughs>
0: I'm with the colonialist pros here.
2: <laughs> don't, don't misquote us on this one. Um, but, but to your point, Brian. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's been very like you know commercialized, and and so much of the original.
1: Intent. Oh my God! There are so you know that my soapbox. You know about my soapbox of like Christmas decorations in October, but like we there are more Halloween decor. Like there are Halloween trees and Halloween yard like lawn, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what is happening? Like we're God, we are the like we are the best at commercializing things. Like yeah, we are the best at getting you to buy something.
0: But yeah, but doesn't it? But Yes, that's that's the negative sort of capitalist way. Like what of you just
1: of... read was beautiful and actually sacred, right? Like right, right. Inviting... And, and,
0: and and that's the
2: thing. Are we going to use the opportunities of even if it is a overly commercialized holidays to have discussions around why are we even celebrating Halloween? Right. So, and for I, example, I think... today is today is you know we're we're in the we're in the Diwali. Diwali yeah. Yeah. Hindu yeah. celebration. So, where I am in Virginia right now, just counting them in Fairbanks County for the first time this year, the kids got the day off for Diwali. They got the day off. Yeah. Did they? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did. The question yeah. is, okay. right. Uh, so, the questions I have is how much discussions were had in schools around Makes why sense. you're getting this day off? How many nope. parents are having discussion with their kids about why you have this day off? Is the awareness. Giving a day off without without increasing the awareness and the messaging yeah. about why you have the day off is pointless.
0: How many are lighting their lamps for Diwali? Right, ex- ex-
2: exactly, ex- exactly. Like I'm I'm in a house with a good friend of mine. He's got two old kids, and I didn't know they were getting Diwali off. I wake up Monday, and you know they're home, and I'm like, "You guys got the day off? Yeah, why? It's a holiday. What holiday? Uh... Right.
0: <laughs> the week we before know. Halloween, right."
2: <laughs> I'm like it's It's, the wally it's the wally it's a hindu festival festival of lights but
1: i do i do so the one of the things that we 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 are quick to commercialize halloween in my opinion because it is um we don't do death well here in america right so we need to turn it into cute little ghosts or a little bit scary, right? Like edgy and scary. And we can, you know, talk about scary and graveyards and we can whatever, but we don't actually do the death part of what you just described. Yeah. So we don't set out our chair for Elijah and say, come spirit, like come ancestors, be part of us today. Yeah, we don't
0: like- update the dead on the past year's news.
1: Right, like we don't sit around and talk about dinner, you know. Like we we don't do that because it's really uncomfortable. We are we are so uncomfortable with death and with grief,
0: and yet we're obsessed with horror films, with slasher films, with Halloween type, uh, whatever paraphernalia. Because
1: it's easier to be afraid of a boogie monster than it is to deal with my own grief.
2: God, we're obsessed with killing, not death. Those are two different things. Well.
1: so you know and and now there's all this
2: hashtag military industrial complex Mm.
1: well now there's all these psychological horror films right and like i don't by the way this is not my genre i don't want any part of it whatsoever Mm -hmm. but like but the psychological the, the psychological like i would rather watch
0: help me, you know, in.
1: Freddy versus Jason, then watch a psychological, like, uh, man, you don't need to make movies about life. Like, just stop. That, that's, you know, even this distorted. We're,
2: we're, we're living it. We don't need a pay to go see. Us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I also, I don't, I mean, our tradition, our, like the Presbyterian Church doesn't, like, we don't have big high holy feast days or anything. So like, we don't do All Saints Day the way that like Episcopalians, right. Catholics, you know, they they do that much better. Maybe
0: Lutherans. Yep.
1: Maybe Lutherans. Yeah. Lutherans do um, as these festival days, you know. Yeah. Same uh, we in we the just,
0: UCC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, it may be, we may honor. And the times that I've done it, it's been hit and miss. Like some years it's like we're mourning as a congregation or right. people will bring a photo or something. And other years they're like, yeah, light a candle ball. It. It's fine and whatever. You know, like they just don't, there's, it's an empty ritual for them. So I don't know. But dressing up kids and going around and getting candy is fun. So let's do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we love candy. There's that. We like and scary. Then
1: I, all right. pro and we, tip, and we love,
0: and we love dressing up too. Don't forget that. Pro yeah.
1: tip for parents about three days after Halloween when your kid's mostly forgotten what's in their bag, go out and pull out all the candy that is not Halloween colored, that is like just regular candy and save it for the stocking, just saying.
0: Oh, wow. I like it. Whoa. Pro-parent tip right there. Pro-parenting move. <laughs> Man, well done, well done.
1: That's a, that's a mama on a budget right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Stretch those pretzels.
1: That's right no they're halloween pretzels so they don't work <laughs> also yeah, I hadn't halloween h- candy on sale halloween candy on sale that doesn't have halloween on it buy that shit up for christmas
2: there you
0: go yeah so i hadn't heard of it. we've talked in the past and past in past years about halloween's origins and so on but i don't remember coming across this tradition of the dumb supper where you're mm-hmm. inviting the ancestors to join in and and there's this connection with with past generations. And um and I so think that, that's a cool practice.
1: We have to believe in spirits to do that, right? Like we would need to believe that somehow there's there's a lingering of that person.
0: Yeah. I mean, do, right? do we? I mean, do we could, I don't know. I'm could you asking you believe in could you believe in a more common view that they're in hell now, but they can still hear us?
2: Or or when we speak of ancestors, not sp- it I mean, is it's not just the idea of of spirits disembodied or presence, but but their their presence within us, right? We are we we are certainly, certainly I forget are. who said it, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. We are we would not be here without them. All that they've been mm-hmm. through on some level exists within us, and we know now it's even at the cellular level. Right. So so for me, inviting ancestors is really a, about being mindful and present and aware and acknowledging that I didn't just show up here. There's a whole frigging long line of people that came before me that went through a shit ton more than I did um, and survived so that I could be here and, and to, and to welcome that knowledge, that energy, that awareness into the space that I'm in. Cause that's not a thing that's present in front of mine on a daily basis.
1: I would actually argue that we do this better at Thanksgiving and we do it better at Thanksgiving by so I make my great grandma Grace's favorite pecan pie recipe just want to say because
2: food's involved
1: because food's involved (laughs) in the dish that she you know it's got her name engraved on the bottom of it it's a it's an aluminum dish but like I still I make her pie in her pie plate you know and And so that to me is the idea. I use my, I use her dishes and I set the table and I, and I remember her on that day. And then my kids, I tell the story to my children about whose plates we're using and why they're important to me. And yeah. So anyway, I think we, I think we have elements of that. We just don't do it on all saints day. Right.
0: And no one after Thanksgiving says, well, that was a dumb supper.
1: I would really like to know well, the origin of dumb. It I, I really want on, to know what that means.
0: I, I, well, it see, depends on I, who cooks, doesn't I, it? <laughs> I wonder if dumb supper is referring to the idea of, of being dumb as like a in dummy. Not speaking. No, not speaking. Oh,
1: not speaking. Silence. Like silent. dumb and deaf. Silence. So,
0: like, mm. we're not here. You know, we don't hear mm. from them, but we trust they're here and we are speaking to them, But but their presence is silent.
1: That's probably right. That's probably and, and right. they
0: didn't they didn't have that common use of the word that we do today, which is an entirely different, you know, connotation. Right.
1: Well well, I think we solved all the problems today, friends. Good job. Excellent. All the problems. Pro parent tips and you know, all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> so thank you, friends, for turning into Pub Theology Live. Uh you can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre- or post-show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash PTLive to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Our top cities this week are Omeo, Omayo, o cleveland Ohio. Lebanon, Ohio, and Columbus, Ohio. So I was Ohio. driving through Ohio and just <laughs> to had a big old time with us. It's one person that was in three locations. That's what I'm convinced <laughs> at. Watch us live Tuesdays on Facebook around 1 p.m. Eastern. Find or create a pup theology in your town. Learn more at puptheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.
2: All right, so Brian, Brian, I'm coming to your defense. And now Shannon always gives you a hard time for the conversations.
1: What did and I so, say? Uh,
0: thank you for turning into pub theology. You said I knew I was you like said last I I said week the and this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've had a few turning ins instead of tuning in. That's okay.
1: No, I this time I I don't know that I did it before, but this time I caught it. I was like, I don't think I said that right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, mean? I
2: know you did. You did last week too. Oh,
1: okay. But but it's it, all good.
0: Again, it's, Whatever. It's, it's all good. It makes no, like, it becomes
1: see. endearing. And then when I'm not there, you're going to hear turning and you're going to be like, Oh,
0: <laughs> that and yeah, and that's actually how they say it in Ohio. And that's why we have so many <laughs> Ohio listeners. There you go.